almost every week, we talk here to founders and uh, different companies that are working crypto in Web3 space. And we talk to them about what it's like to be working in this space and uh, uh, what it's like to grow the team, to scale a team, what are the skills required, what are the tips and tricks to get a job in the space. Or maybe if you're a founder yourself and you're hiring, maybe some tips and tricks on a hiring process. Uh, so this is kind of meant to be um, an educational session for everyone. Uh, and uh, in the beginning, we usually spend about 40, 40 to 50 minutes uh, talking with the with the guest uh, and talking about their team and company. And then after the 40 minutes, there will be time uh, for everyone to ask questions, ask questions about, again, like uh, tips on, on joining crypto, switching full time, maybe tips at the working uh, and how to apply uh, to the guest company. Uh, and today we have uh, Camila, Camila Russo of The Defiant. And The Defiant is one of the top-notch uh, Defiant news publications out there. Um, I'm personally a subscriber to the newsletter and I'm using the website quite often as well. Uh, I wish I had more time to read all their content um, because there's a lot of content in, in crypto overall. So um, yeah, uh, Camila, how are you doing? Uh, did you manage to connect your AirPods by now? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. All good. Uh, yeah, can you please uh, <laughs> intro a little bit about yourself and how did Defiant uh, come along? When did you start it? Yeah, of course. Um, so a bit about, about myself. I am a financial journalist. Um, before founding the Defiant, I was at Bloomberg News for eight years. I'm originally from Santiago, Chile. Um, and at Bloomberg News, I was based in New York, Buenos Aires, and Madrid, covering markets. Um, and it was there that I started to cover crypto. Uh, I'm also the author of The Infinite Machine, uh, the first book on the history of Ethereum. Um, and yeah, that's me. I started the Defiant because I saw that in 2019, there was this incredible ecosystem of uh, financial services and applications being built on blockchain technology. And uh, it was just amazing that this whole new financial system was being created on open source uh, tech. Um, and nobody was really covering it um, in a professional kind of objective unbiased way. Um, so I decided to start the Defiant newsletter to cover it, kind of following the same standards I had learned at uh, Bloomberg News. So that's kind of what motivated um, the Defiant. Uh, so our, our core goal is to become the most trusted information source for DeFi and Web3. Uh, we have now built uh, what I believe is um, a reputable and trusted brand on the content side. We are now building a data product. Um, you know, with my formation at, at Bloomberg, I believe that uh, information is made up of content and data and that the two are extremely necessary in order to make sense of the market. You can't have just content and you can't have just data. You really need the two of them. Um, so that's what we're creating. Um, and that's why, you know, a big part of what we are hiring, uh, we, we need devs to actually deliver the data platform that we're building. 
And so the, the kind of long-term mission is to become the Bloomberg of Web3 and DeFi. Yeah, sounds like a super uh, solid vision and foundation. Uh, you coming from Bloomberg and uh, kind of building a very, you know, certain ways like similar product or similar strategy to Bloomberg, mm-hmm. both both uh, data and, and content. Uh, I'm curious, like you mentioned in 20, you, you've been starting it in 2019. And I feel for DeFi, it's, it's still relatively early because everyone knows DeFi summer of 2020, where kind mm-hmm. of, you know, all these DeFi products bloomed. But what, what caught your eye in 2019? Do you remember any specific projects that kind of got you into the space and got you captured your interest? Yeah, so 2019 um, was where the very foundations of DeFi were uh, being laid. Um, so back then, there was MakerDAO, there was uh, Uniswap, um, and there was Compound and Aave. And so with that, you already had kind of the, the backbone of um, an emerging financial system. You know, you had the central bank with the decentralized stablecoin, you had the exchange, and you had the money markets and kind of lending protocols. So to me, you know, that was like enough to realize, okay, there's something big here, you know, like these are all protocols that didn't even have tokens back then, but they did have users and they did have volume so it looked like they were legit you know they they were building something that was actually delivering a service and a product and uh, solving a a problem and they weren't kind of just out to sell tokens um like like had happened in the ico era Yeah, and and so when you were getting started, was it was it just you, or do you have a like a co-founder, or maybe a set of friends with whom you were starting to write in the newsletter? No, I was very painfully alone. <laughs> um, it was Sounds familiar. For a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's uh, being a writer is it's it's very kind of like a a solitary task. So it's just kind of the way that I've always worked. Uh, I wrote my book by myself in Bloomberg, of course, like I wrote most of the stories by myself. So I started the newsletter by myself. Um, And at the beginning, by the way, like I didn't immediately set out to build a media business or like an information business. The Define was supposed to be like a side project, like, you know, like I left Bloomberg early 2019 to finish the Infinite Machine and to become an independent writer. So my plan was I would freelance, write about tech and crypto and finance, and the Defiant would be kind of my my side project. Um, hopefully, you know, I could one day turn on subscriptions and maybe it would be uh, a source of kind of supplemental income for me. But that was kind of the extent of what I had planned. So I, I wasn't kind of on the lookout for any co-founder because I didn't think the project was like big enough <laughs> to, to need a co-founder. Um, but then it just like very uh, quickly and organically started to grow. Um, like I, I reached, I remember reaching a thousand subscribers really kind of in no time. And it just like started growing. I started getting really great feedback. I realized that I could, um, like people were willing to pay for, for the content I was putting out, which 
it was extremely validating. Like I, um, it was very scary for me after eight years writing for Bloomberg to be putting myself out there uh, without the Bloomberg name, without kind of three editors checking uh, my stories and people were still wanting to pay for that. So that was very cool to see. And then um, projects were also reaching out, like wanting to sponsor the newsletter. So that's when I realized, okay, like this can be an actual business and, and I can do this full time, um, which was very cool. So um, yeah, it was just like running the newsletter uh, pretty much by myself in 2019. Um, in 2020, I started to uh, take on contributing writers. So uh, people like, um, like Cooper Turley, um, like uh, Lucas from Bankless, um, like uh, Sebastian Aldasoro uh, and others uh, who like then grew into like bigger personalities in, um, in DeFi and Web3. And I, you know, I, I think that was in part because they, they joined the Defiant and kind of gained uh, vis visibility that way. But um, yeah, so, you know, 2020, I started taking on contributing writers. Um, Robin, who, Robin Schmidt, who was at uh, Harmony at the time, uh, reached out to um, produce videos, which would be sponsored by Harmony. Um, so I, I started collaborating with him. And in, through 2020, kind of very slowly, there was like um, a small community of contributors, uh, very kind of organically forming around uh, the Defiant. And then um, at the end of 2020, I realized, okay, like this is not a newsletter anymore. Like we have a podcast, we have a YouTube channel. Um, I had um, created a website to host all of the content that myself and contributing writers were producing. And, and that's when kind of, I, I saw the, the bigger vision of like this data side to it and kind of the Bloomberg uh, news uh, kind of vision. And that's when I said, okay, like I, I need to raise money um, because I, I, I need like a full-time team. I needed to hire devs. Um, devs are expensive. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was making enough money for just like for myself with the Defiant, but not enough to just like hire, hire like a big team. So yeah, I raised uh, 1.4 million at the beginning of last year. And, um, and that's kind of when like my full, like my, like I had a team for the first time. Um, and yeah, I had like, I think 10 people, uh, 10 people start on January 1st or like January 3rd. Um, so I, I went from like being just by myself to having a 10 person team, um, just like over the new year, uh, which was pretty cool. And then throughout the year, kind of the team grew. Uh, to um, 20 people, uh, about 20 people today. Amazing. This is a quite, quite, a, quite a impressive story from start to, to, to scaling, to, to raising, to scaling even, even more. So you, you mentioned you, you, had like, you had 10 people join pretty much full-time, right? That, that was after you raised the round, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, after, after the round, I hired... Um, reporters, uh, a growth person, um, and developers. 
Awesome. And before before the fundraising, uh, did you uh, like the people who were you were working with, right? So I suppose they were on freelance basis, journalists or contributing writers. Were you coming after them and trying to get them to to write for Defined, or did they kind of organically uh, kind of DM you and like, hey, we want to have a contributed story? Uh, was it like inbound or outbound for you? Um, so so contributing writers were were a mix. Uh, like some of them, I I I reached out to uh, others were inbound, um, but then the full time reporters, I definitely had to like go and and seek, uh, because you know it, it it's hard hiring for a really small um, company with you know at the time and the beginning of um, of last year the defiant didn't look anything like what it look looks like today like. It, we we had this like massive transformation in, in the past year. Um, the Defiant back then was just like starting, it was just like this very kind of scrappy website. Uh, most people still knew it as just the newsletter. So yeah, it was it was hard. Um, it was hard to to get like good talent and people to join full time. Uh, I, I assume that's your first startup, right? Um... It is, yes. Yeah. Do you feel, what would you say, like some of the transformations that happened within you when you were, when you kind of went from from no defined to defined to, to just like the newsletter and then uh, when you started like raising and scaling, did you feel like you had to maybe like grow yourself or some like realizations and lessons that you kind of took you to the next level? Mm, you mean like for me personally or like? Yeah. Um, as a founder. <laughs> okay, as a founder, yeah. Um, I guess like the thing that is important to me and and what kind of keeps me going and um, and just like pushes me to do everything is that I really really uh, believe in in uh, in the mission um, that I, I laid out in the beginning, kind of this need for um, high quality uh, professional journalism about DeFi and Web3. Um, I think this is so needed. Uh, I think there is very, very little kind of quality information um, about DeFi. Um, and I think it's really unacceptable. <laughs> like this is like a new financial system that's being built and nobody is really reporting on it as as it should be so i just see a huge opportunity you know like we we are kind of revolutionizing how money works and and i'm here very early like i realize that this thing is gonna grow and blow up and i have the opportunity to make something that becomes the like the, the standard, like the institution for information. And so that's, that's kind of the, the view that just like, just makes me kind of, I don't know, like acquire all the skills I need as a founder um, and kind of transform myself from, from journalist to CEO, which was um, mm -hmm. very kind of odd. Like I didn't expect um, to, to do that, but but yeah, it's it's. I think it's like having that that drive and to execute and to deliver on on this mission. 
Amazing. Yeah, 100% agree with you that uh, I think crypto, Web3, DeFi is still really lacking a really high quality material uh, for people to read and educate and get educated. I think there is so much noise out there anywhere from Twitter yeah. where it's only like Dijan speak and you cannot really tell whether people are sarcastic or not. And all the way to all these shills and, uh, you know, this sensational uh, thumbnails on on um on youtube where you know also a little bit you know not very in-depth content there so i i guess i believe you guys are doing an amazing amazing job and amazing you're playing an amazing role uh in, in the space in terms of education and covering the space going going back to uh kind of team and scaling uh, do you have like now that you have as far as i mentioned 20 20 people on the team have you developed yeah. any like processes or best practices uh, for hiring people? Like what's your interview process looks like? Um, yeah, so um, so far, to be honest, the, the interview process isn't extremely uh, structured. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're still kind of, I, I, I still kind of need to move on to the, the next phase of of scale scale and just like professionalizing everything everything so that there are uh, better processes and and uh, standards for that um but you know at, at the moment what i've done is uh for for each kind of role that i'm hiring i usually have someone from my team who is kind of the the expert or like responsible for uh for that field uh, do like um, a first round of, of interviews and then um, once they they kind of the candidate uh, passes that filter then I, I would uh, I'll go and, and do kind of the the final round of interviews and I usually try to um, to add kind of like a, a skill or like a technical test um, as well so um, on the like for for devs, um, my Isaac, uh, our kind of project lead on on the data uh, product, he he did uh, he does like all the first round interviews and also introduces a technical test um, for uh, uh, devs. If they pass uh, both things, like the interview and the test, then I'll go and interview and and what I screen for um uh, is is more kind of on on the like culture and, and values and kind of why why defiant and like will they stick um uh, to to like with us for the long term like that's the kind of thing i'm looking for while um kind of the, in the first round of interviews uh we will kind of focus more on like like does the person have like the the specific kind of technical skill for for the role Understood. So let's maybe for a second speak about the roles that you yourself an expert in, which is journalists and and, and writers. Uh, what what makes like an amazing writer? Uh, and I, I'm sure you interviewed uh, and worked with a lot of them throughout your career, both in Defiant and in Bloomberg. What are those skills and like maybe some questions that you typically ask um, uh, a journalist and a writer? And first of all, like do, do you differentiate them? Or would you say that they are different types of roles of journalist and writer? And what are those skills? How do you interview for the grad journalist, grad writer? Yeah. So, I mean, at, at the Defiant, uh, I use kind of writer and reporter and journalist kind of a, a little bit interchangeably. Uh, like all writers at the Defiant have to be journalists. Like we are, 
what, what we're doing is news stories. We're not writing essays. We're not writing kind of opinion polls. We're not writing kind of, uh, you know, just like uh, medium posts or anything like that. It's like we're writing newsworthy stuff um, with the exception of like tutorials and, and things like that, which is we're either kind of doing news or uh, educational material. Um, and so for, yeah, distinguishing a, a good writer, you know, I'd say just like, I think it, it's to me just like a way to tell um, is looking at, at their, you know, past experience. It's not like like a huge kind of insight, but um, I, I, I like to see that, uh, usually I like to see um, that the person has uh, had experience in, in news writing in a professional setting. Um, there are kind of exceptions to that. I, I'm looking at YYC Trader, who is um, in, in the call, I mean, in the space uh, right now. Uh, he's like um, a great exception. And I think, you know, th he, uh, that's, that's also kind of an interesting hiring story. Uh, uh, YYC is now a full-time kind of um, editor and writer at The Defiant. Uh, and, you know, he came on very organically. He was just like a very active member of our Discord. And he just started giving me uh, tips on things he was seeing in the market and in DeFi. And I thought, wow, like, he has like a really good eye and is like re really on top of things. And at first he was just like taking care of our Twitter. And then like one day there was like nobody to cover this like breaking story. And I like on like a gut feeling um, just put him on it and, and, and told him, Hey, like, can you cover this? Like he, he like was knowledgeable about, uh, whatever the story was, but I, I don't remember what it was and he filed it and it was like, perfect. Like <laughs> I, I ha hardly had to do kind of any edits to it. So that, that was like an exception. Um, he was just like very naturally talented to, to be an, a news writer, but that is very kind of uh that that's very odd uh because usually i think people underestimate the the skill it takes to to write news it's like oh yeah like i write blog posts like i can write a news story but it's it that's really far from it um so a lot of times like i get contributors who say oh like i'll i'll pitch you a, a story but what they pitch and what they deliver is very far from actually being a news story. So I've, I've become like very um, distrusting of reporters with, with no experience, just because like I've been through many, many, many pitches from contributors who, you know, promise um, a news article, but then like it completely fails. Um, so that's why I just like, I look at their experience um, at what they've written before. And I also do like a little test for, for writers. Like I, when, when I, I hired um, my current writers, I told them, look at like the news that happened in, on the previous day and write a story on, on like something that catches your eye. And so that, that also gives me like further evidence whether on like how good they are. For those who are not uh, news, who, for those who are not seasoned news professionals here, could you maybe like define what really defines a news story versus just a regular article? What is that that you're looking at in a news, in a news story? Well, I mean, first of all, it needs to be something new, right? It, it needs to be something that hasn't been 
covered before. So people say, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm going to write a story about how, um, about how like Cosmos is the next ecosystem that will kind of uh, blow up. And I'm like, no, like that's not a new story. You know, you're just like making things up. Uh, you're, you're, you're like, that's an essay. That's, it's very different. And I, I think that people in crypto, because there's like so much of that kind of speculative writing, um, it's, it's very kind of common to confuse things. So like, first thing, it needs to be something new that actually happens. It's not something that you think is going to happen or like you, that you wish is going to happen. It's like something that happened, um, that is new, that hasn't been covered. Uh, so it's not like, oh, I'm just like rewriting whatever Cointelegraph wrote, you know, um, something new that hasn't been covered. Uh, that's kind of surprising. Um, and, and that has some original reporting, whether it's kind of you, you gathered data to, to kind of back up, um, what, what you're writing about and you also, um, interviewed people. So you, you, you reached out to experts in, in the field. And if it's something that kind of requires like an opposing side, uh, you reached out to both sides of the story. So you, you need kind of all those elements in. Understood. Thank you so much for, for, for defying the news, the news format. Uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to point out that this story that you told about uh, how you hired one of your uh, writers, uh, someone who, I mean, and you mentioned that he, she is in the Twitter space right now. Um, if, if they can join us as a speaker, that would be fantastic because I think that story is very, uh, very interesting because a lot of people, uh, for example, come to me and including on this Twitter spaces, people ask how to break in into the space if they do not have enough experience. Right. And what he, what he told, I think is really, uh, almost like a classic, uh, example of a success story where someone was just proactive on discord. Uh, they provided value, they show their value, and when the time was right, you gave them an opportunity and, and the person really kind of uh, scored and like won that opportunity um, and proven themselves. So I think that's a really great lesson for everyone's listening here uh, and who's trying to kind of bridge that gap from their previous career into, into crypto, into Web3 as well. Yeah, it would be great if YYC wants to come up, um, but I, I'm... I don't know if he can request to speak or if, or if you guys uh, I think, I think, I think he can. I think he can request. Uh, I'm not sure which, which account that is, but uh, if you, sir, please uh, can click on uh, request to speak. We'd love to hear your perspective on uh, how did you join Defiant and um, what's like working there right now. There is a mic button at the bottom left. Uh, I'm not sure which account to request. Uh, Camila, do you know which which account to? Okay. Uh, what's the name of it? Maybe maybe he's feeling shy. I don't want to pressure him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> no worries, but th okay. th there is still opportunity. We still have time. So uh, if uh, yeah. if your colleague will join, um, amazing. Uh, okay, so back to um, so like for example, you, we talked about how you hire um, writers and how you hire certain people who are like not necessarily writers, right? When it comes to culture, I think you, you touched briefly on, on it. Do you have any any other, like maybe like some strong points about how your culture, culture is formed uh, and uh, like some of the key elements that you look for and, and, and profile for during the interviews? 
Um, yeah, I, it, it's really hard to, um, to kind of filter or kind of, um, uh, ask about, about culture, but, you know, I, I, I ask about kind of why, uh, they are interested in, in the defiant. Um, so if, if they're excited by our core uh, mission and goals, then, you know, that, that's a great sign. I, I also ask about um, kind of uh, how they, they have dealt with a difficult situation. So if they are people who are uh, problem solvers and have a good attitude uh, towards work and towards uh, their like team members, um, that's something that I, I also uh, look for. Um, and yeah, I think it, in general, it's, it's, um, like through the, the, the conversation, uh, just like seeing their, uh, their personality. Like I, um, I like to have in, in, uh, the team people who are just like, you know, nice people who are mm-hmm. uh, fun to, to work with, who will get along with everyone, uh, who won't be, uh, conflictive. Um, so those, that, that kind of thing, I, it's just like more of like a subjective and, and just like what I feel about, about them uh, throughout the conversation. So yeah, not, not, not very kind of, there's not, not like a, a recipe for it, I guess, but it's mm-hmm. just like more about like how they respond to, to different questions and how they have faced challenges in the past. Uh, amazing. Yeah. I, I, I like, I would like to highlight what you said about asking about challenges in the past. I think that's definitely a really strong indicator how they, you know, what story the person tells. And if someone never had any challenges in life, that's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit skeptical. Exactly. Yeah. That's also a bad sign. Like you want someone who has had to face challenges and, and who has been able to kind of resolve them in, in a, in a good way, you know? So, um, it, it kind of speaks to the the level of experience that the candidate has too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I guess someone who's mature enough uh, to be ver- vulnerable to show that vulnerability that they've went through things in life and uh, they came out of it. Okay. Uh, do you have any other, do you have any other like favorite questions that they typically ask through the, through the interviews? Um, let me think. Well, you know, like, um, uh, like two uh, great questions uh, that I do is um, what, like, what's your dream job and what do you want to be doing um, like in the future, like five years from now? It's, it's like a cliche question, but I think it's very telling because it'll kind of tell me whether their career paths um, are in line with, uh, with the defiant. So to me, like, I guess like one of the, the most important things I've learned uh, as a founder is that I want everyone in my team to be doing work that they enjoy. Like, I don't want to force anyone to do something they don't like. Um, of course, like there will be aspects of the job that are not their favorite, but in general, like I want people to be satisfied and happy because that's how people 
produce the best result. And that's how people will uh, stick around for the long term. And kind of that, that's what I'm looking for is someone who is, is, is very happy and, and will and, and sees themselves as a part of the team in, in the long term. So I think those are like two very key questions for me. And once someone someone's onboarded on the team, what's your kind of day to day or maybe weekly work process like? Because I guess like, are you fully remote? Are you all concentrated around one city? What's that work culture looks like? Okay, so we're we're like extremely distributed and uh, remote. Um, I think well, th- there's there's like a little bit of a hub in in New York and another another hub in the Netherlands um but you know like the entire video team is in the Netherlands and um a, a, a couple of us uh, are are in New York uh, but other than that everyone is kind of kind of pretty much by themselves in in a different city um and that kind of is is a is a little bit uh challenging um I think it's great to provide that that sort of uh, flexibility, both kind of for for me to hire the right talent, um, and also for just like you know my uh, uh, team members to to feel comfortable and um, and have that uh, that level of freedom. Uh, but you know sometimes I do wish that we were kind of all working in the same room. Um, but yeah, I guess like that's that's not for for this. Uh, for this space or this age, <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's uh, yeah, we're all kind of distributed and remote. Um, everyone has their uh, every kind of team within the Defiant has uh, their own kind of a uh, work flow. Um, each team usually has um, like a, a daily uh, call between them, so like. The print team has a call where we decide coverage. Uh, the dev team has their um, their daily standup, and well, the video team they, they are working all together, uh, and then in like in the studio. So I guess you know the communication is more fluid there. But we do have um, a weekly call with them uh, and myself to like coordinate coverage as well. Um, and the growth team, um, same thing. They have like a buy. Like they, they have calls like twice a week and then once a week to check in with me. Um, and then everyone has kind of their tasks uh, laid out uh, in, in those kind of like planning calls. Amazing. Do, do you have any like favorite tools that powers uh, productivity at, at the Define? Uh, do you like, for example, are you all on, on Discord or is it Discord and Slack? Is there any other communication tools or kind of project product management tools that you guys favor? Um, we're all on Discord. That's kind of the, the main place that uh, we we chat. Um, we have like our kind of uh, like everyone in the Define can see the chats of like each team. So like the print team can see what the development team is talking about. So that way they used to be kind of like private to each team but then we open them to make sure that everyone is kind of involved in what kind of the other parts um of the organization is doing and i think that that was a good call um so discord and um and Airtable, uh, we have uh, kind of that's 
that's where we organize like the different sprints for uh, developers. And that's where reporters file their stories and, uh, and, and editors uh, pick them up. Um, and then on the kind of design side, we work with Figma. I guess like those are the, I'd say the main tools and well, maybe Canva as well for like making some of the graphics. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. Amazing, very, very modern stack. Uh, I think all, <laughs> the, all, the, all the cutting edge apps, uh, which is amazing, cool. Uh, not, not on Notion, not a fan of Notion. Um, no, we haven't kind of had the need uh, to use it mm -hmm. so far. Cool, yeah, great. Uh, Airtable goes a long way. Um, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I think one of the, uh, I gotta go jump back into um, kind of team and, and um, kind of interviewing. I think one of the common questions that we, we get here is, is around anons and anonymous contributors. Uh, have you had experience working with anons or what's your views on, on getting uh, maybe like some news stories from anonymous contributors? Oh, I'm totally fine uh, with Anons. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> I mean, YYC Trader, the, the uh, editor I was talking about earlier, he's Anon. Um, I've never seen his face. <laughs> it's really awesome. crazy. Like we've been working together like maybe a year now. I don't, at least, I don't know, like several months. Um, and yeah, I've, I've never seen his face. Nobody knows his name, <laughs> but he he's, made like such amazing contributions uh to the defiance um so i have no problem with anon i guess like what i'd say is that to me like what matters most is just like their track record and their contributions um so you know if they can show that uh, they've done good work before that they have experience in whatever they're doing um i don't mind uh, that they're anonymous. Have you, uh, I'm not sure with how many anonymous you worked in the past that I, I, I would expect you probably interview quite a few of them for, for the stories, but, uh, have you developed or seen yeah. some tips and tricks around how to build trust with one and maybe advice for anons that are currently in the room of how to kind of stand out and, and build the trust with the company? Yeah, that's a good question. So. Uh, like I haven't interviewed any anon kind of formally. Uh, like I don't think I've had any anon like apply to like one of the, my posted jobs. Um, so I hadn't had kind of that experience. Um, and maybe it would be harder to take on um, an anon from you know without having worked with them uh, directly before. So I think you know for. Um, anonymous contributors, the, I, probably the best way, uh, to join a project is to start contributing, um, in the discord or kind of in the community, uh, beforehand and just like have the work speak, speak for itself and kind of build trust that way. Um, and and then eventually, you know, that that may turn into a full time job. Uh, I think that that's probably the way to go. Um, and rather than kind of applying, uh, like just like formally and um, and just like going about it the traditional way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the TLDR here is uh, be active, be part of the community, provide value. <laughs> was that be yeah. would that be a good way to summarize it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, do Do you find there are certain like skills that are uh, lacking the most currently in the market in the in the talent market, and whom are you hiring right now as well? Uh, I feel like every like every like every kind of talent is is lacking. Um, it's it's a tough job market uh, right now. It's like everyone is hiring, um, and yeah, like all, all the kind of top talent. Uh, go you know get tired very very quickly I, I find um i think i don't know from from my perspective it's been tough to find um uh like data uh, engineers it's also been tough to find uh backend developers um and for some reason web developers i thought it, that would be easier um but we haven't had much luck um recruiting for web developers um crypto reporters are, are super hard to find uh, because you know it's like you need to find someone who is a good reporter and also knows about crypto and um, i like I, I would be open to hiring a good reporter who who doesn't know about crypto but i'd much rather pre- prefer um a writer who who does because you know we're such a small team that um, just like taking the time to train the the person. Um, so that combination is is super hard to find, and I feel like there's a lot of competition right now in the outlets are popping up. Um, so that space is getting super competitive, and. Okay, breaking up a little bit. I'm not sure whether it's the the internet connection here. Camila, are you still with us? Uh oh. <laughs> I wonder if it's if it's just me or I cannot hear Camila at all right now. Hello. Hello. There we go. Now I can hear you. But I guess there are interruptions here. Hello. Yes, can you hear us? One, two, three. I wonder if the internet is on, is lagging on my end or it's in your end. Hello. No, I think it's on my end. Um, I think that that should be better now, right? Uh, yes, I can hear you perfectly well. All right. Good. Good. Right okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. About no worries. That. No worries. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm in Rio for East Rio, and the internet connection isn't isn't the best. So, um, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Any, go on. Yeah, I was just saying, like, uh, it's it's been hard to find uh, backend developers, web developers, um, and crypto reporters. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you could like list specifically any like titles that you're currently hiring for, or I can help you list as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we're looking for. Um, a lead um, backend developer. Uh, we are also looking for uh, data analysts um, and data engineers. Uh, we're looking for web developers. We are looking for um, uh, reporters. 
Um, and and that's those are the main roles. Uh, we do have a community manager role that's open, but we are actually about to fill that. Uh, so I think we're going to be good on on that end. Um, yep, that's that's mainly yeah, yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those for those who are listening and interested, uh, make sure to apply. Either go directly to the Defiant and they have a careers page, or check out them on on Crypto Jobs List. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're also hiring through us, and uh, we have quite a few job ads. Yes, yes, yes. We supply. So just like a quick this um, description, like the the backend developer, what uh, what they'll do is um, make sure that uh, all, all the data that we're gathering for our, uh, our, our data product is, is stored and secure and that kind of the data terminal itself has like sound infrastructure. Um, the web developer, what they'll uh, do is, um, it's, it's a big job. It's like we, we're migrating our uh, WordPress site and our Substack newsletter onto Ghost. And after that, like after doing that migration, the job will be maintaining uh, the defined website um, and and kind of mailing platform. Um, and then the, of course, well, the crypto reporter will be writing about the most exciting uh, corner of stuff. It's, it's a good job. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I should have asked this question earlier, but maybe you can tell us a bit more about the data product uh, so that it also sounds more exciting to people who are considering joining Defined. Is that, are you gathering like on-chain data and you're processing it or uh, is it just like different news feeds? Just tell us more about the, the data product that you're, that you're working on. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So the data product that we're working on um, is just like, it's extremely valuable and, and so, so needed in DeFi. We are uh, gathering um, on-chain data uh, about all the major metrics and assets in decentralized finance and Web3. So you can find all that information in one place in a way that's standardized and, um, and extremely customizable. So, um, and also just like very, um, um, just like all encompassing and, 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 and just like very detailed. So uh, things like historical uh, lending and borrowing rates, like yield farm yields, like uh, liquidity pool volumes, like TVL. Um, and of course, just like more vanilla metrics, like token price and market cap, and supply and, and all that stuff, but we're like very much kind of drilling down on um, on specifically DeFi data that you can't really find anywhere, and providing historical data for that, and a platform to just like easily pull that data up without requiring any technical knowledge. So not like doing analytics where um, you need to like know how to write SQL and where all the data is kind of not very standardized and not very trustworthy. Um, in the Defiant, you know, it's like you you can trust that uh, the data is kept up to date and it's real time, and uh, and you don't need any kind of technical knowledge to create any sort of chart and table um, that you want. So 
it's an extremely powerful tool. It's really kind of the, it's it's really modeled after the Bloomberg terminal. Uh, so it has kind of that that sort of um, use use uh, like use case and and look and feel, I guess. Amazing. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I was, I was about to bring up uh, Dune Analytics as well and was wondering whether it's like similar or not. Uh, I think there's a few other products out there like, you know, Nansen. I'm not sure if you're going in that direction or not. And uh, I think Defy Pulse, but Defy Pulse is, I think, a little bit more simpler, I guess, than what you're, cons- what you're working on building. So, uh, yeah, Nansen is a great product, I guess. Where we uh, differentiate is that all these products kind of give you um like limited um data series and and sets and kind of um functionality it's like okay with with nansen you can analyze uh a kind of specific wallet or you can get kind of specific data sets but you can't really kind of customize the data in the way that you want like right now there's nowhere in DeFi where you can chart um MakerDAO TVL against uh, lending rates for USDC in Compound. I don't know, like something completely, mm-hmm. you know, um, that level of like customization and historical uh, information on DeFi, like nobody is providing that, um, and that's what we're bu- what we're we're building. Awesome. Um, yeah, this this has been fantastic. I think we're we're coming to an end of kind of the first, uh, the the first section. Um, yeah. Uh, is there is there any any questions that I forgot to ask you, or you wish I asked you by any chance? Um, I think we covered a lot, but yeah, I I just want to say like, um, we we're you know we're building something big. Like we we have a, a huge vision. Uh, we're just getting started. Um, I see kind of this year as the defined going to the next level. Uh, like we're we're entering kind of a new phase of uh, kind of fi- finally launching the data side of of the defiant, and also just like ramping up our our content side of things so that we go from kind of niche defi news outlet to like more mainstream web3 information platform so it'll be um it's an incredibly exciting time uh to join the the organization like we are we're you know hopefully uh, you you'll be kind of at, at the beginning of the define like really taking off the the beginning of the hockey stick where yes. things go exponential yes. <laughs> things Hopefully. go to the moon uh amazing uh thanks so much camila this has been really really interesting and, and insightful as well for me for me personally as well and hopefully for everyone in the in the um in twitter space today with us uh yeah a quick uh quick like summary before we jump to q a please don't leave us <laughs> please prepare your questions for camila and for like working in crypto overall uh, I just wanted to say that we, as, as previous times, we have a Pope NFT to redeem. So make sure to uh, go to the Defiant uh, page on, on Crypto Jobs List. Uh, take a look at their uh, current openings, you know, apply for them. And um, there will be a widget where you'll be able to kind of request to claim um, your Pope NFT and we'll, we'll email it to you. We're still, again, um, kind of experimenting with the claiming process. So please be patient. And yeah, do make sure you follow both 
uh, Defiant News and Encrypted Jobs on Twitter. That is like one of the requirements that we check for uh, while while claiming Pope NFT. And and for you, Camila, don't worry about this. I'll send you I send you a link so that you don't have to uh, kind of rush right now to to claim it. Um, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I think the, the, these uh, Pope NFT Pope NFTs been been pretty pretty fun for everyone who's participate participated and listened to uh, to our Twitter Spaces. Yeah. Uh, once again, just go to uh, the Defiant page on Crypto Jobs List. Uh, I'm not, you know, just do your own exploration. I'm, I'm not intending to make it too easy to claim. Uh, but yeah, and yeah, uh, once again, uh, this show will be available as a recording uh, on pretty much all podcasting apps out there. So you can listen once again to Camila and, and uh, the story of the Defiant and how they're hiring. And um, maybe you will uh, take away some some tips on how to uh how to get in space anyway right now let's let's jump in into q a and uh, let's hope that we have some good quality questions and again some housekeeping uh, around a q a is make sure you have an interesting twitter profile we try not to invite people with like completely blank twitter accounts uh do not do too much chilling quickly introduce yourself and ask a question um we see quite a lot of, I mean, maybe, maybe your colleague will be able to, to join and give some comments. We, I see Harith from Etherscan, community manager at Etherscan. Maybe Harith has some questions. Um, please, guys, don't be shy. I request an, a microphone access at the bottom left of the app. <laughs> All right, we have uh, add as a speaker. First person to ask question, Kobe. Ash. I think that's Mr. Ash. Good evening. Thank you, Camilla, <laughs> for the informative talk. Uh, love the name, company <laughs> name, defined, super cool. So uh, I have two questions for you. One. You bear such a huge responsibility. It's like shouldering the world and printing the absolute and unbiased truth. How did you ever solve the persisting challenge of misinformation containment? Um, well, okay, so thank you for that. Um, well, I, I definitely not solved uh, about that problem. I, I, I wish I had solved the problem of, of misinformation. Um, you know what what we can do at, at the defiance is just you know aim to provide um a trusted source where you know that if um, a new story is coming from us we will have done our absolute absolute best to verify everything and just provide the most accurate account so that that's kind of what we we promise you um perfect and we do this by just like just like ups, uh, upholding just like common uh, high journalist uh, journalism standards um yeah that's that's kind of all we can do there will be kind of misinformation in the space but you can rest assured that the defined won't be won't be it and we'll be providing accurate info perfect so cool okay now the second question uh, i am i happen to be the meme lord for crypto jobs list so I regularly meme, and that's how I got noticed by Ramansa. So uh, do you have a CMO position 
a chief meme officer position in your company or do you even like, <laughs> intend to hire <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's nice um well yeah we we have a um we have a community manager role that's uh, about to be filled as i mentioned uh, we do not have a chief meme officer so um i mean maybe maybe we should have <laughs> i think we are we're kind of lagging on our meme game so yeah uh, i'm i'm open to to that to opening that role <laughs> <laughs> thank you kavila thank you so much you i wish you all the best and your company thank you so much uh thanks for the question ash amazing uh all right we have another person to mr dingus or dr dingus <laughs> whatever that means um let's um let's hear what sir has to say please do a quick intro about yourself uh, and ask your question dr dingus and unmute yourself there is a Uh, sorry, sorry. I was having a connection issue. I think. Uh, first go. of all, thanks for for holding the spaces. And I guess I have more of a generic question. I'm a, currently I'm a product manager, um, kind of e-commerce, logistics, enterprise software, um, and I'm actually moving back to the U.S. this summer, and it's a good time for me to kind of tradition uh, transition my career. Um, and so I'm kind of, I'm you know. I guess semi technical but more just a product person and was wondering if there's any tips of uh where to get started with that type of skill set. Um interesting. Okay, so like the 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 kind of answers I can give are just like from my my own experience like I've said before like I this is my my first company I founded. and before this i i was like a reporter at bloomberg like i don't have like that much kind of corporate um experience but uh, in the case of the defiant um what like how we uh, got our like current product manager for for the terminal products is it's it's similar to like how many of the roles have formed which is organically like um So Isaac started out as uh, our front end developer, and he he was very good, and he was like always providing suggestions on how to improve our our process and improving our kind of sprint planning, and just like naturally took this kind of leadership position, and just like helped me, um, uh, just like rely on him on a lot of the responsibility of like. planning the 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 jobs around uh, like finishing this uh, this data uh, product so you know one day i i realized you know okay so maybe i should just like be in charge of of this team um like it's very hard for me to just like have the full responsibility of every single team in the define so like at some point last year i started kind of delegating some some of these roles and and that's how like like the the our current product manager um stepped up it was like from uh from um a role kind of from a different role that that kind of transitioned into that so um i don't know if that's kind of the the best way to to do it but that's how how it happened in in the defiant yeah great thank you um yeah i don't have i, I guess I'm struggling a little bit because I 
I, I've tried to get involved in some projects, but I don't really have like a finance, like I'm really interested in DeFi, but I don't have like a finance background. So I don't necessarily have a lot of, um, um, you know, direct experience or skill set with, you know, kind of financial tooling. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, there's not a lot of direct feedback I can, I can apply there, I guess. Um, mm. And so that's, and since I've, I've been kind of, my career has been more around this like e-commerce and supply chain and logistics, um, you know, definitely use cases for crypto and e-commerce, I think supply chain and logistics is maybe blockchain really is not, not there yet for that. So I'm kind of struggling, you know, is there kind of certain areas I should try to target, but I think just trying to get involved as much as possible with projects that interest me is kind of the, the path I'm taking. So I, I appreciate yeah, your I, I think, Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like e- even if you're not like in, in, in the case of the defined, it happens with like a dev uh, then transitioned into product um, manager for, for the terminal. But I think, you know, the same can happen with other projects within, um, within kind of other uh, organizations. Like you can start uh, contributing to, to a project that you like and um, and then just like prove uh, that you're, you know, just like prove your skill set and, and how, how you can be helpful. Um, and and then, you know, that, that will, you know, kind of naturally, hopefully evolve into, into that product management role. I think that's, that's what's kind of the great opportunity, the great opportunity that crypto provides is that you can kind of like slowly sneak in to our role because it's like organizations are so open that you can start just like contributing without having a formal role. So it's like you're going, you're undergoing this like long interview process, um, which, you know, takes patience and work and all of that. But uh, at least it gives you a chance to to get a job in in an area that you maybe don't have the experience, but that where you can kind of like prove that you 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 can still provide value. Cool. Thanks for that. Yeah, I just wanted to add a few comments here is that uh, I think the few companies that came to mind that are sort of like a bridge between uh, e-commerce and and crypto is uh, Lolly. So I think they they doing like a Chrome or browser extension where you're able to uh, earn a little BTC every time you shop online. Uh, it's like similar to Honey, I think. It's like a product where you kind of get coupons and get discounts. Uh, what else is there? There used to be this project. I'm not sure if they're still like how active they are, but it's called Op- Open Bazaar, OB1. Uh, they also doing, I think they were one of the early kind of this kind of e-commerce, decentralized e-commerce providers, uh, mainly powered by, by Bitcoin. Uh, and I think they've been around since, I guess, definitely pre, pre-2019, even pre-2018. And if you look into um, like payment providers, like Coinbase Commerce, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of companies that are trying to integrate um, Coinbase Commerce, or they themselves, uh, they work with a lot of merchants, or I, I hope they work with a lot of merchants, <laughs> because uh, that's kind of their target market uh, to integrate uh, crypto payments with with e-commerce providers. So I, I guess this is just like you know high level um, kind of ideas around maybe like the companies that you should research, or maybe like similar companies that you should look into uh, that are into that in that intersection of e-commerce and and crypto, if that field still interests you. Um, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see who else we have questions from. 
Uh, let's see, let's see. Okay, let's give a chance to Mr. Joshua. Please make a quick introduction of yourself and uh, ask a question. Developer with Flutter and also a crypto enthusiast and blockchain enthusiast. So, um, Rayman, I had a question for you. Um, mm -hmm. As a mobile app developer, I don't know if there are rules, if there are certain rules for mobile app development for the blockchain industry. And if the answer is true, then what and what are the things I should look out when applying for a particular rule? Then can you? Yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah, uh, thanks for the question. Yeah, uh, I've definitely seen quite a few roles out there for mobile developers. They're definitely not as not as popular, not as frequent, but they're out there. And from what I'm seeing most of the time, that is um, like, for example, either a mobile wallet. Uh, and the that's kind of like a, a category on its own, uh, which I think requires quite, a, quite an in-depth uh, skill set. And usually companies that build mobile wallets, to my knowledge, they are just using native, like iOS native or Android native. And maybe there are some wallets out there that use uh, React uh, React native uh, or some other kind of virtualization environment. Um, but I also seen quite a lot of uh, like non-wallet companies uh, building their mobile apps uh, anywhere from, you know, portfolio trackers to uh, news publications, like for example, uh, both Coin Market Cap and and uh, Coin Desk, sorry, Coin Gecko, they have uh, their own mobile apps, where are pretty much like informational. So like, uh, in 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 distinction from wallets, in wallets like security is paramount. So like they spend a lot of time and they try to find like really advanced engineers for for to help build their wallet. Uh, but uh, with it's like probably lower entry to get into uh, some of the informational apps out there. Um, yeah, and just like look for uh, iOS mobile native um, jobs out there, including on Crypto Jobs List. Uh, we'll we'll try to like maybe surface them a little bit more, and we'll see whether uh, we can create like a dedicated category for for mobile developers. Um, yeah, hope that answers your question. Okay, yeah, that answers my question um, to an extent. So. Like I have applied for some certain rules, but I seem not to get um, any placement yet. So I just want to know, are there some things, some kind of requirements which I should be looking out or things which I should work on in order to get a, a rule? Yeah, uh, I think as with most roles, uh, you just want to make sure that you're really, really, really like top notch. I, I think there is a lot of uh, mobile developers, developers out there. Uh, because it's quite a big established industry uh, and maybe not all of them are crypto enthusiasts or like they're not necessarily knowledgeable about crypto, but I think the reality is for mobile development in crypto, there is still not that many roles that require both in-depth understanding of crypto and mobile dev. Uh, you just need to be a very, very strong mobile developer because I guess right now, uh, most of these companies, they will just go to kind of existing uh, job boards or like you know, like LinkedIn or Upwork to post and hire a mobile developer. It's not even a requirement to be to be uh, like kind of crypto native or crypto advanced. Uh, I think there are more and more of these companies, like you know uh, wallets, especially like you know, Argent Wallet, Trust Wallet, 
uh, Rainbow, uh, etc. Uh, but I guess they're in minority. Yeah, uh, just uh, keep applying. Make sure you have a top-notch skills. Make sure you have a really solid portfolio. Make sure you have a you know strong GitHub with a lot of green <laughs> green squares on your GitHub that you actually are super active as a developer. And I think you people would be happy to talk to you uh, if if you have a very strong strong portfolio. All right. Okay. Thank you, Raman. Uh, sure. Camila, do you have any rule, any open rule for mobile app developers? No, not, not at the moment. I'm sorry about that. Um, maybe in the future when we develop the uh, defined mobile app, but that's not in kind of the in the very immediate roadmap. All right. Thank you so much. Right. Thanks, okay. Joshua. Um, all right. Next up is uh, Defy Zilot. GG. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, inv inviting me up here. Uh, so I've, uh, I've been in uh, software development for the last 20 years, and my specialty right now is around uh, uh, doing uh, like product owner role where it's like, you know, there is a roadmap and uh, uh, taking it and executing it with the development team, right? And I, I, the interesting thing that I've noticed is that in the crypto world i haven't seen like a lot of the projects they just kind of lots of people wear many hats and i haven't seen as much organization in terms of like outside of devs and uh, project managers so uh, i guess my question is kind of two-pronged one is like uh, i've you know i i have had this background i'm currently in the genomics industry we made, make software for covid labs down in california where uh, we're helping them, you know, take huge uh, or scale up to meet the challenge uh, of that, right? And uh, what I'm wondering is, uh, and I, I have recently, you know, in the past couple of years become a crypto degen. Uh, I played in all of the chains, uh, currently focusing mainly on the Cosmos and Terra blockchains, but I've... Uh, as a user, right? I, I have uh, played in all of those, uh, you know, Phantom and Ethereum and and uh, Avalanche and all of those places. And from my experience as a product uh, manager, I have come up with some really interesting ideas about uh, new, a couple of new products. Uh, but the thing that I've, I'm finding is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of like hacker houses and things like that. But I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, what would be your advice to me where I have this like really uh, interesting, well-developed idea, but I'm coming at it from a user's perspective and uh, like a product perspective, but I don't have like the technical side. Right. And uh, like, what would be the best way to kind of find a team to kind of hash out the idea uh, for a DAP, uh, like, it, you know, I've thought about going, starting to go to conferences, but um, I, I would love some tips on like where, where to get started. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to transitioning from doing regular Web2 stuff to Web3 stuff uh, with that. Awesome. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, that's great, and I fully encourage you to to make the jump. Um, uh, I think you know this is obviously like such a fascinating space and the future. <laughs> so um, that's great to hear. I think um, you know, like I I wouldn't hold back on building the the product that you think is is needed be just because you're not technical. Like 
I'm not technical and um, I just went ahead and, and started developing this data platform. Um, and, you know, we, we, we've been able to deliver uh, a, a very kind of bare bones version of it in one year with four people. So um, it's, it's doable. And um, I mean, how, how I did it is uh, I, you know, had this idea and for, for devs, I, I, I like literally just like made job posts uh, on kind of LinkedIn and Indeed, uh, but I, I don't think that's, that's the best way about it. Um, I think uh, going to hackathons is, is probably um, a, a great way to find a, a team. Um, I think at hackathons, you're able to just like go with an idea and, um, and then, you know, find people who want to uh, hack on it and work on it there. Um, so I don't know, I, I'd keep a lookout on, on different hackathons, um, like all these kind of layer, layer ones are always just like sponsoring new, new conferences and new hackathons all the time. So I, I would keep my eye, eye out for that. Um, I think conferences are also a, a, a good place to find devs. Um, I, I met a ton of devs here in HBO actually. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was, it was really great uh, to come and just like talk to people and, 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 and kind of tell them your, your idea and tell them your product and just like get out there and start kind of shilling your idea to everyone and see who, um, who likes it and who'd be kind of willing to, um, to do it with you. Um, what else? Oh, there's also just like websites that uh, pair founders with devs. Um, I don't know how, how good they are though. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know there's like a couple of them. I, I, I don't know the names, but I'm sure like if you look them up, like there's, there's websites that are like dedicated to, to this. And there's also like, um, there's an, I think it's like an eat dev discord. Uh, I don't know if like anyone knows if, if that's the actual name, uh, but there's like a really big and active um discord server for for devs and, and that's a good place to just like post um you know your your idea and see if like somebody uh, is up for the the challenge of, of building it um yeah i guess like starting out um being able to bring someone on as a co-founder is a is a really great draw uh so that's something that you have in your favor the fact that you're just starting out um, and it's kind of this brand new thing that you and somebody else can, can build together. I think that's, that's kind of a very attractive uh, proposition to have. Yeah, thanks, Camila. Big fan. I've read your book and all of that, so really appreciate that. Um, you know, the, one of the things uh, that I struggle with is that, like, I, you know, in the Web2 job that I have, it's very fulfilling and very well paying as well right and uh i have my place and you know i'm uh work life balance is great but like you know to start something new is also like kind of very scary because you have to like go in with uh you know putting a lot of time and stuff into it so that that's where i'm like kind of uh you know every over the last 4 or 5 months the idea has been like 
you know, it came up and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna uh, just be an investor for now and learn more. And, uh, and then, you know, forget about this, somebody will come up with it at some point. But then, you know, it's such a powerful idea that it keeps on coming and bugging me every day, right? So thanks for your uh, recommendations. And I, I really appreciate that. Awesome. I mean, I'd say kind of if you feel passionate about it, um, and it's something that you've been mulling over for months and months, um, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe a, a good first step is, is to try building it like during your your full-time job and then kind of uh, transitioning, I guess like that that can be less uh, scary than just like making the, the like the, the jump. Um, but I mean, from someone who's kind of gone from uh, like a, a very secure job to being being a founder, it's it's like a million times harder, and it does not provide good work life balance. <laughs> um, but it, it's like it's so fulfilling. Um, I I would not uh, ever go back to just having a regular job. Uh, you know, if it's something that you believe in and um, and that you, you really want to do. Um, I, I mean, from, from my perspective, uh, I think it's, it's really worth it. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's so amazing to just like create something from scratch that wasn't there, you know, and like, and, and do something that you own is, is really cool. Makes sense. Thank you so much. Thanks for the question, Defazilet. Amazing answer, Camila. Uh, I definitely agree on going to hackathons uh, and to events to find people. Uh, by the way, Camila, how much how much time do you do you have left? Um, you know, I, I can probably do one more question. Okay, well, <laughs> I think we have like uh, three more people lined up. Uh, Fifty minutes. Oh. Uh, how, how are you doing? Like ten less yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's okay. Let, let's 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 do the, the three questions. That's <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> so to be respectful of your time, is getting late. All right. I will have uh, Peng, Apoorv, and Vignesh, and I think we'll we'll stop there. All right, guys. Uh, please uh, make a quick introduction about yourself and ask your question. Peng, just yeah. Uh, can can you hear me? Just good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Can you hear me? Just yeah. want to confirm. Yes, we can. We yeah. can hear you. Yeah, great. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm working as a growth manager in Longhash. Uh, we are Asia based VC. Um, I think my my question is more about co compensation. So how, for example, you, you have one role and let's let's say two person is applying for that role. One person lives in New York or Hong Kong where the cost of living is very high, and another person lives in maybe Indonesia or India where cost of living is super low. And how, and obviously, the you know, the pay expectations are different because of their cost of living, but they're both applying for the same job. How, how would you reconcile that? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, like, I have found that there there is kind of some some degree of uh, of not flexibility, but like of uh, of like a, a, some difference that you can do for to um to adjust for location but it's it's not that big at least it hasn't been in in my case because you know if, if you're like um a blockchain developer you know how much kind of your job is worth even if you're in indonesia um and actually one of our developers is in indonesia um 
And so, you know, they know what their uh, job is worth and they they won't be willing to take that big of a of a cut because their their cost of living is low. Um, and I've, I found that to be the case with, uh, with other kind of roles as well. It's like crypto jobs are in and like, like very kind of high, high quality talent um, in, in crypto is in such high demand um, that I think kind of location, you know, it's like you, you can't really say offer that much lower salary because of location. Um, maybe I'm kind of, you know, uh, spending more than I should, but uh, that's kind of what I have found. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for the question. All right. Uh, let's uh, speed this up. Uh, Apoorv, um, Mr. with the Socrates on the profile picture. I think it's Socrates, right? <laughs> One of the Greeks. Please ask your question, sir. Unmute your mic. Your mic is muted. Hello. Hello. Uh, Hi, Aborv. Do you have a question? Hello, hello, hello. Am I yeah, we can hear you. Yes, we can hear you. Hi, hi. I, I hope you guys are, uh, I hope you, you all are having a good day. Um, first of all, thanks, Raman, uh, through Crypto Jobless. I recently got a interview fixed with Telos Foundation. So I'm really thankful for that. Amazing. Uh, and uh, uh, I started out as a community manager in this industry. And then I went on and got a operations position at a startup and then did a couple of product gig. Now I plan on venturing into the development side of things. So what do you think ideally would be the right way to go about it? Since I am 20 years old and I took a, uh, uh, after graduating from high school, I took a break here. So I'll be getting into a university in US. I'm currently in India and I have around five to six months with me and I plan on, you know, uh, learning the basics of blockchain development and computer science. So how do you think like exactly by keeping the current job or the by keeping the future job that I might get in this industry, let's say, let's say I get a job at Telos. How do you think, or, or let's say, uh, how should I balance the two things? How, what's the first, first question is, how do I go about it? Like the development route. And the second question is, how do I balance the two things for the next five months? Thanks a lot, everyone. Is that a question for Camila or for, for me or for both of us? Uh, for both of you, like, uh, I mean, whoever can answer that. Uh, Camila, do you have any tips? I guess I have a few things to say here. <laughs> oh, yeah, but... then, then go for it. Go okay, for sure. It. Uh, yeah. You, you, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll try to be very quick. Uh, and so basically, yeah, uh, it's amazing. Congrats on um, getting to American University. I think that's great. Uh, from the development perspective, just do as many, like, first of all, build things that you would like to use yourself. If you're into gaming, build a game. If you're into DeFi, build something DeFi-related. Uh, I think an amazing part in crypto and blockchain is that a lot of things are open source. So just look at your existing, like, look at the projects that you like already and just clone them and, and build them and modify them. Try to run them, see how they work inside. Just follow your natural curiosity. 
don't try to like force yourself on on some project like for example if if you're not into nfts don't try to force yourself onto nfts just because they're hip uh if you're in nfts amazing just you know look at the existing uh nft projects nft contracts go to etherscan uh and look how they are being deployed what's the code uh start tinkering with it and uh, i think that's one of the best ways to learn engineering and development and yeah like look uh at at, at tutorials there are a lot of videos there are a lot of written content about how to do something and just just build it and i would say uh most importantly while building projects uh you know complete them so they're they're like they are small, they are simple, and they are completed. They are like a functioning product, even if it's just like one feature, if it's like a simple calculator that does one plus one, it's important that they are completed and, and ideally they are like you launch them on the website or somewhere or like launch them online. It's, it's better to have like one completed project instead of 20 half-baked uh, projects. But again, eventually always like, you know, quantity goes into, into quality. So just do, do a lot of these things, try to complete them as much as you can. Um, in terms of balancing, uh, I, I actually myself also was starting crypto jobs and building it while while I was working on consulting projects and and on kind of pretty much full time job. And usually for development, I'd say the best time to work on your side projects is early in the morning, at least like in my experience. But yeah, dedicate some part of the day every single day to work on your on your projects or on your passion project. Um, and again, maybe for some people it's in the evening. Uh, I personally find it's best to do it early in the morning before your day starts, before your main job starts. Um, yeah. And good luck. Just, just follow your, your, your interests. Hope this was useful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was definitely insightful. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, I look forward to more of these, uh, Twitter spaces are these these are very insightful and you know they can help us a lot in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh thanks so much for asking the question. Uh yeah, and make sure to like listen to the recording um so you'll be able to probably like re revisit some of the tips that you've heard here. Okay, uh we're running on time. I think Camilla needs to go uh soon. Uh last question from Vignesh. Vignesh, please go ahead. Uh hey Camilla. So uh my question is like uh as a news organization, like uh how do you like um kind of de-risk from a web two company like uh, Google News, which is like uh, like something that a lot of uh, news companies struggle to deal with, uh, I, especially in crypto. I think like that, like a few years ago, like uh, Google, they, they just straight up said uh, they were going to like pick a handful of uh, news sites like Bloomberg and stuff like that uh, for crypto news and not, uh, give importance to like the, the, the news sites that have been reporting on crypto for like, uh, a really long time. So this is like, uh, I don't know, this is like kind of an issue, uh, like, you know, like risks from these web two companies is like something that's very real for uh, a news company. So like, uh, how, how do you guys deal with it? Yeah. So, um, you know, like for, for a news uh, organization, being on top of uh, Google News is, is, a, is a huge um, advantage and undertaking. Um, so the way that we deal with it is like two, um, two ways. Like one, it's just like optimizing to make sure that we are uh, appearing high up on search. So uh, we do this, like at the Defiant, we, we have um, an edge, which is that we are in kind of a, a more niche area and not trying to cover all of crypto. 
um, like, you know, other outlets are. So because we're writing about more specific terms, we can rank higher uh, for them. So at times, you know, the defines will be kind of the, the only uh, crypto outlet or the main crypto outlet writing about something and that will get us higher on, uh, on the Google ranking. Um, and, and we, we are kind of ranking high for, for many kind of DeFi uh, related terms. So that strategy is playing out well. Um, and then the second one is I, a lot of our traffic comes from, comes directly from, uh, our newsletter and also from uh, our social media channels. So uh, just like making sure that we have a more direct way to get to our audience that doesn't rely on search. So um, I think having a, a, a strong newsletter is, is extremely powerful uh, for an, uh, a, new, uh, a new media company. Awesome, thanks for the question and thanks for the answer, Camila. Um, yeah, uh, shall we be wrapping up? <laughs> One more question. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's I think it's been it's been, it's been a long hour and a half for you, uh, and yeah, I know it's very intensive too. Uh, to be speaking, uh, shall we be wrapping up? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, this has been great, uh, Raman. Really, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I've uh, you know I've, I've loved kind of chatting about uh, our our uh, job postings and kind of what we look for in hires. And um, it's, it's been a really kind of interesting interview. I don't usually talk about these things. So uh, thanks for giving me the, uh, giving me the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying yes. And uh, coming, coming on, I was, I was personally very like excited and like, I don't know, intimidated maybe in a certain way, because you know, you're, you're the bigger uh, journalist here. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not a journalist and I'm not necessarily consider myself an interviewer, but uh, I think this has been played along really, really, really well. And I really enjoyed the, your answers and, and uh, kind of the story of the Defiant and how you guys grew and I hope you will uh, go exponentially and to the moon uh, awesome. in this, this year, especially. <laughs> I uh, hope we'll Thank be able so to much. help and drive more interesting candidates uh, to your amazing team. Uh, yeah, thanks once again. Uh, thanks everyone who tuned in and asked great questions. Please keep asking these questions. And once again, this will be available as a recording. Uh, so go to your favorite podcasting app, search for Work in Crypto. Uh, and uh, yeah, also this we'll publish the recording on uh, the Defiant page on Crypto Jobs List uh, so you can like go back and listen to it and here are some of the tips uh, that Camila shared. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. We'll be closing here. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Enjoy the Bye, evening, Camila. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.